Hi, I'm Ben Lowell from Back to the Bible Canada, and this is Truth and Life Today with Dr. John Newfeld. Truth and Life Today is all about uh, receiving your questions, those things that uh, you want to know about the Bible or about Christian living, and uh, we're going to strive to uh, address those issues. And Dr. Newfeld speaking uh, from a biblical perspective and trying to guide you along as, uh, as you question some of these things. So, so thanks for joining us again today. The last couple of weeks we had some great conversation about the gospel, about forgiveness, and uh, next week we'll be talking about the issue of hate. Uh, and I think that'll be a, an important issue and a timely issue to talk about. But right now and today, we're going to talk about the mind. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the conscience or, or the, uh, the subconsciousness. Uh, so that sounds a little bit odd, a little bit <laughs> different, uh, but it's a question that came from one of our viewers. So right off the bat, welcome, John. It's great to have you here again today. Great to be here. Well, we look forward to uh, this conversation. And, and I was curious uh, when I first received the note that this is a, a sort of an area that people wanted us to discuss, uh, but it's the whole idea of what is the role of the conscience uh, for the Christian? Yeah, there's a difference between the conscience and the conscious. Okay. You know, the conscious is simply that which I am aware of. Uh, the conscience, uh, I, you know, I, I'm aware that I have violated moral standards. Okay. And so often, you know, with conscience comes guilt. Um, but conscience is something that the book of Romans speaks about because it, it, it draws a contrast in the early chapters of Romans between those who have been given the law, which are the Jewish people, um, and so for them, righteousness consists in the Ten Commandments and in the rest of the law of God. And so there is a clear standard that God has given in terms of that which is acceptable and that which is not. So you know when you've sinned because there's the law that you violated. Okay. Now, Paul then goes on to say Gentiles who do not have the law. So there is no written record that we might put in our terms. They didn't have the Word of God. Um, but yet they still have what Paul will call conscience because sometimes their conscience is affirming them, yeah, you did the right thing, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's condemning them, you know, that was really wrong. Yeah. And so, you know, that's there within each one of us. The Bible also makes it clear that we can sear our conscience as with a hot iron. So, you know, if you can imagine a piece of skin being seared with a hot iron, I mean, the nerves have been damaged and we don't have feeling there anymore. And so the idea being that we so abuse our conscience that we no longer feel the violation that we are doing of, uh, of, of moral law. So, easy example. Somebody is a serial murderer. The first few times they murder someone, they're overwhelmed with guilt feelings. Mm -hmm. But if they repeat the process often enough, it becomes easier with each success of murder. That is, they're searing their conscience. And that's how it is with all of our sins. So over the years as we live, we begin to have a more twisted conscience. Okay. Nonetheless, the conscience remains, and it's this kind of a, this dull memory that keeps coming back that everything's not as it should be. And that's the function of conscience. God has placed it there within every single human being to remind us we're sinners and we're in need of grace. So is there something supernatural happening then when you become a believer yes. with your conscience? Yes. Now, you know, I love the lesson that Luther gave us. Okay. He said, I've tied my conscience to the Word of God. Oh, there you, go. you see, there's something that happens because now you have a new nature, and with a new nature, as you read the Scripture, you find yourself delighting in the Word of God. 
and you even delight in those things where the Word of God condemns you or convicts you and calls you to repent. You find repentance a delight. But the longer you read the Word of God, the more you know, its, it's principles are infused into your heart. The Holy Spirit always you know, giving you this delight in what you're reading so that in the end of the day, we get a much more crystal clear reference point of what's right and what's wrong. Uh, and therefore, the longer a person's a believer and the more they rely on the Holy Spirit, their conscience looks very different from before they came to Christ. So I, I think then you would believe that it's absolutely critical for a, Christ, for a Christian to mature would be to be, be in the Word of God, to, yeah. to, to train your conscience in essence. You do. I found, Ben, that after I came to Christ, I found that some of the things I felt guilty about, yeah. I shouldn't have been feeling guilty about them at all. And some of the things I felt were just fine, I fi suddenly find they're not fine at all. Yeah. So I think what the Word of God has retrained my conscience to be that thing that God wanted it to be. Yeah, and, and, and I think you're absolutely right. And it's interesting because I've often told people that, you know, it's interesting my journey with Christ is that things were acceptable 10 years ago, even after I gave my life to the yeah. Lord. Today I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not so sure they're acceptable anymore. And at the same time, those things which I thought were so critical, all of a sudden, ah, they're a little bit more gray than they might have been. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, so, so we're, we're delighted. Now, I got to ask you this question because it came out from, from, the, uh, from the viewer, uh, and I'm not sure how you feel about this one or where you're going to go with it, but the whole idea of uh, the subconscious or the conscience, and is, is that something Adam and Eve had before the fall? <laughs> well, this idea of having a subconscious. Um, let's, let's start with that. I mean, the Bible has no reference point where we can talk about the subconscious. So there's not a biblical teaching on the matter. And I'm not sure, but I, I do believe that this, this emphasis on the subconscious really comes to us from Freudian psychology. Okay. And you might remember Freud talked about the id, the ego, and the superego. Yeah. So the id is this primal urges within yourself. You know, in Freud's thinking, it all has to do with sex. It's always sex for Freud, but it's stuff that's wanting to pour out. So, you know, the idea in our world where we talk about having a Freudian slip, it's that I've got these primal urges in my subconscious that are kind of below the surface. Um, and they're always pushing their way out and they push their way out in dreams and they push their way out in these, you know, these Freudian slips of the tongue. Uh, all of this kind of thing is that there's this great mass underneath that I'm not aware of and it's not rational. It has to do with my urges and it's everywhere present. Um, so the question is, is that a biblical way of, of viewing things? Well, I, I, think it, you know, I, I think it needs to be said that clearly there are all manner of issues that, that I may not think about that I do. Yeah. Um, but, but I think this Freudian worldview is not a biblical worldview at all. I think the biblical worldview is that I can't become aware of the fact that there are so many matters within myself that are rebelling against God. And, um, you know, for my part, I would always say to people, it's not so much what I don't, you know, the things that I'm not aware of that bother me, it's the things that the, the Holy Spirit has made me aware of that bothers me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to make of the subconscious. I know it's so much a part of people's thinking. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I for most part just simply say, uh, Freud has 
I think those of us who know a little bit about psychology, I have an undergraduate degree in psychology, I mean, those of us who know a little bit about it also know that Freud has been now discredited in so many circles that the research that he did was in fact fabricated research. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think Freud should be called fraud uh, <laughs> because there's so much in Freud that simply I think we should just reject. Yeah. So when we come back to talking about the conscience again, then uh, uh, we would want our, our viewers to know that it really is a tool of the Holy Spirit yes. to give us direction and guidance. But it's something also that matures through our own disciplined study of God's Word, our own yeah. time in prayer and those types of things. So it really is something that we can shape, is it? It is something that we can shape. I, I would argue everybody does shape it anyway, whether believer or unbeliever, whether for the positive or for the negative. We're either grinding it down or building it up. Yeah. But again, may I say, and this is so important for the, for the viewer to watch, uh, Ben, when I was young and when you were young, uh, there was something in, in church culture that was overtly, um, it, was, it was external, it was out there. It had to do with the, the length of your hair. It had to do with the, the look of your clothing. And, you know, my goodness, we put all sorts of overlays on people. So, you know, all sorts of people were just working with guilt constantly. And I know that you can train your conscience in that way, that you just become hyperactive in terms of, you know, people's view of you, and you're constantly reacting badly to that. Um, I, that also is an abuse of conscience. So we really are hoping for a conscience that's infused by biblical teaching. That will set us free. Yeah, and I would imagine uh, all these other influences. We, I mean, particularly it seems in our culture today, there's so many voices coming in that are trying to shape who we are, trying to shape our, our sensitivities, yeah. what we should like, what we shouldn't like, what we should pursue, what we shouldn't pursue. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, I would think it's pretty important to... Uh, be cautious about what voices we allow to shape us. The voices of our culture are so prominent. I don't know, it seems to me they're becoming more prominent in our day. We're defining what hate is. Yeah. Um, we're saying that anyone who uh, corporately disciplines their children is violent by nature. Um, I mean, on and on it goes uh, if you don't approve of any kind of an expression of sexuality, you're actually hating of them. I mean, you know, so people become, you know, twisted in their conscience. It's, it's, it's different than the love that's spoken of in Scripture. Yeah. So I mean, it's just that we need to do a relearning and a resettling of what is pure and what's holy and what's not. Wow. Thanks, John, and thanks so much for today's conversation. It was an interesting one. Uh, we do want to remind the viewer that uh, uh, you can find out all about Back to the Bible Canada, and you can view all past episodes of Truth and Life today at backtothebible.ca. And another reminder that uh, John's new book from the Pocketbook Theology series called uh, What is the Gospel is available this month, and uh, you can get the first uh, copy free and also a second copy free uh, to give away to somebody else you think would really benefit from it. So we thank you for joining us today and remind you to join us again next week and we're going to talk about the issue of hate. I think an issue that uh, is really timely considering all the things that we're seeing and hearing and viewing uh, on the media these days. Uh, so join us again next week right here on Truth and Life Today with Dr. John Neufeld. Thanks for being with us.
We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.